From the 809 Restaurant and Lounge in the heart of Inwood, New York City, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome visual artist Len Ciccio. Len is an architectural and landscape draftsman who works in colored pencils, pen and ink, oil pastels, and aquastic oil pastels. Influenced and inspired by Vincent van Gogh's use of strong, vibrant colors, Lionel Feininger's towering architectural forms, and the essential strokes illustrating the works of George O'Keeffe, Len captures gothic, abstract, and surreal images with lush colors and wonderful design patterns. We are thrilled to have him today as our guest on Inwood Artworks On Air. Welcome, Len. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I'm glad I bumped into you at the Inwood Farms for coffee. <laughs> you're, you're a regular there. Everything happens there. Absolutely. I tell you, from the cafe days to the farm days, I guess, right? <laughs> um, well, we're here at 809, and uh, we're thrilled. Uh, there's so many wonderful um, things to talk about your work Um to go further back, we did a installation of your work uh, three or four years ago in the Heights. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of your landscapes uh, projected yeah. at uh, the Buddha Taco Bar as part of a, a lovely series there, illustrating your work over a month. Right. Um, and so you, um, the neat thing about your work I've always enjoyed is that you're, it's representational of the city. Uh, right. And very it doesn't much. take long from looking at your work that you're very passionate about New York City and its architecture. Yes. Uh, geometrical design patterns of your drawings take the viewer downtown, above and underground, uh, and all the way up to Washington Heights and Inwood Hill Park, where you know you actually live. So yep. I'm curious, Len, what began your fascination with capturing our fair city through your work? Uh, actually, I wasn't doing any of my fine art since high school. And I was working uh, in real estate for many, many years. And a good friend of mine started nudging me to get back into doing my fine art again. And it was like 51 years old, I decided, okay, I got to start doing this. And in my mind, where else could I start was here. It was with Inwood. And I started drawing the, the subway at 215th Street, and just simple geometrics, colored pencils and doing that. And my whole background is a textile designer with patterns, I worked in home furnishings and in apparel. All of those patterns and designs came into play. And I took the one train every day going to work. I took the eight train. I went up to 181st Street, all the restaurants. You know, the city was always a big part of my life. And I loved, actually loved taking the subways. And I thought, you know, what if I really envisioned this in a different way? What if I took all these patterns and lights and, you know, these designs and really started bringing the city out, like and just showing a whole new world. So that's what I'm familiar with. That's what I live with. That's what I love. And that's what all started, you know, what comes out of you naturally, I think, is where you live and the places you love and everything. So that was, that was me, very much part of me. It's so great to hear you say that because it's so personal. Your work is so personal. And I, and I think as all great art is, it's very personal, even though it may be universal. Um, right. And that you literally had it in your bones, starting with the 215th Street oh, Station, gosh. that familiarity, yep. <laughs> and being over literally and shaken over. over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and it comes out. And uh, and there's, uh, yeah, the, the, the 
we mentioned all those different influences, like the the bright colors, the patterns, the repetition, uh, and and how the and how those colors ebb and flow throughout those those patterns that repeat. Um, really, really lovely oh, uh, thank illustrations. You. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's all there. I think that all I did was bring certain things out, especially like on the subways. I'd be under the one train on Two Fifteenth Street, and I would look at the light. And I'd see how the light would create, you know, blues and oranges and different colors. And all those girders underneath, right? Yeah. And then standing like right in the middle, having to watch the traffic and just looking at the perspective and just seeing all the patterns that I remembered designing in textiles all there. Well, it's wonderful. It's a great segue how you use the natural surroundings and environment to influence um, the application of line and color in your work. Uh, Let's switch gears slightly to mm-hmm. your landscapes in particular right. are greatly inspired from Washington Heights, uh, Fort Tryon Park and Inwood Hill Park here yes. in northern Manhattan, uh, which is the last natural forest here at NYC, if you That's didn't know right. that, folks. Um, so w- what is it about their natural beauty uh, that drives you to keep going back to them repeatedly? Uh because they're very prominent in your landscape work. Yeah, you know, especially is when I draw the Henry Hudson Bridge, that has so many stories behind it, because the very first time that I did that, and I had an exhibition at the Indian Road Cafe before, uh, one of my friends, his father lived in my building, and he used to take him every day to that exact spot in his wheelchair, and they would spend time there. So when he saw that at the Indian Road Cafe, it hit an emotional chord for him. Mm. That was a memory that he had with his father. And uh, somebody else contacted me after that, and they actually, in the 1960s, lived in my building on my floor. And he recognized that spot because as a kid, every day he'd be around there. So I think when I started realizing that the work hit an emotional chord for people and their memories, it really it hit me. That I said, I need to do this more. Besides the fact that I just love, it changes. I mean, Inwood Park changes every day, every season. The water changes, the sky changes. It's like 10 million different versions that just keep coming out at you. And it just calls you, I got to do it again. I got to do it again because there's more that I'm missing. There's still more I can capture in here that I haven't captured in this one piece. And I have to do it again and again to to really explore it. You said okay. something earlier that you just recalled, and um, what you just said too is that you know that confidence, like you said, you started at fifty-one <laughs> to to to, to <laughs> explore a career, and then I'm just curious if we can put the button on that, where it's kind of the question of where you felt confident to uh, disembark from the tether of your quote-unquote day job, mm-hmm. uh, your other industry, your other another career, right. focusing solely on being a visual artist. Like when, from that 51 to when, uh, and, and what about that process mm-hmm. uh, gave you that confidence to disembark and, and re-embark on a brand new career? Well, it kind of pushed me into it because my, my boss in real estate sat down with me and told me that they were going to get very, very busy. And she knew I was an artist, and she told me, you know, you're not going to really have much time for your art. And she said, you know, I'll work with you, but what do you want to do? Do you want to continue with the real estate or do you want to do the art? And my mouth just opened up and, you know, I said my art. That was my passion. I just knew it. Fear or no fear of like leaving, you know, what you're comfortable with. uh, That was my passion. And it just came out of my mouth like that. So when that happened, other things started moving 
and I had the time to do my art full time. I was collecting unemployment and just different things happened that, you know, God just took care of me and covering me for my finances. But it gave me the time to really focus. And when I had all that time, it just went zoom. I mean, just the uh, professionalism and really getting it tight just happened very quickly. And I didn't have that time working in real estate. It was just so consuming. So for me, this has been like the best time in my life of really exploring what uh, my gifts are. And I think that when you, when you know what your gifts are and you do what you love, it just, things just fall in place. But you got to step out. You just got to give yourself and give God that chance to really work with you, you know? I love hearing stories of evolution, like that personal evolutions of your craft and, and giving yourself permission to disembark and really move forward uh, in a different direction. And Let's look at, listen, listen how happy he is, listeners. Very Do you hear happy. that? Yeah. You hear it in his I voice. Mean, yeah. I mean, we're creatures <laughs> of habit. You know, yeah. things could be, you could be in a stuck cycle and you're yeah. used to it and you'll still continue to be in the stuck cycle. But this pushed me out of that. Well, let's talk about that push out. But you also, um, I think because of your background, it opened up other doors for you in particular as an artist uh, that other artists may or may not have the confidence to explore um, because your passion for your art also translates into textile design. Yes. Because you uh, can also wear prints of lens art <laughs> on silk scarves That's and cotton right. scarves printed on the finest fabrics, I believe, out of Denmark From or somewhere Denmark, else. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and carry them also on uh, tote bags, I believe, and yeah. other items. What other, what, what other yeah. things you can use? I mean, I have greeting cards. Um, uh, I think I had pillowcases on there. I don't know if I took it away. But I think something important that I learned was that there's different markets. I mean, I was going after the high-end market. You know, the people would buy 5000 10000 But it takes time to get there. But there's a whole middle market that's you know, lower, medium, upper class. And those people may not be able to afford that, but they can afford a $25 tote bag. You know, I can afford a set of greeting cards or, you know, or a $65 scarf. So I think what I started learning was the business because the business and the creativity really go together. You need them both. And it, I was never, I never had a really sharp business mind, but I really started learning. I just started pushing myself and I saw that if I took one step at a time, I learned this and then I could learn that and what's the next thing? And I, you have to always think of what do I have in my hand now? And then what's the next step? You don't have to go, oh my gosh, you know, you're looking like full time ahead. How can I do all these things? How can I do Instagram and Facebook? And how do I go live? And how do I post? How do I market? It's like, shh, just take it one step at a time and learn. And you learn that and it grows and it grows. So I think that's been a big change in me too over the years is learning more about the business. And that's made me more confident in, you know, going live on Instagram and Facebook and exploring all the different mediums that I could do. Well, you do a great job in getting your name and your work out oh, there. Um, and like I said, it, not everyone is confident that particularly someone who is not a, we'll say a millennial um, or the TikTok generation mm -hmm. who has seemingly a surgically attached uh, phone to their hand uh, right. who grew up with that yeah. stuff. Like you didn't grow up with computers. I didn't not either, no. um, uh, really. So um, I understand the there's a learning curve. Uh, and also, but it's just so great that some artists just like, you know, I'm just going to do the gallery scene or I'm just going to yeah. try to do my own shows 
uh, or sell through my website, my own prints, but you found a, a, a variety of mediums to reach audiences, and I think that's really smart, and I think that helps um, market your work uh, just by being in different mediums and different mm -hmm. forms. Yeah. It, it, it helps bring an exactly. audience to say, oh, you also do canvases? Why, yes, I do. Right, do you right. Al you also do, wait, you have a photo of this? No, this is actually a drawing. You draw? Yes, of course yeah. I do. Yeah, it's and it's just getting, you know what, it's just getting to know people. It's all yeah. about, it's all about relationships. And that's why I'm starting to get out now, like at the, uh, the farmer's market on Saturday. People see you and they see the work and it connects with the personal, emotional, but it's also just getting to know you. And it's like anything. If I can get to know you and get to trust you and see that you're a real person and you're passionate about your art, and it's not just about I got to make the money and I got to sell it. It's like this is what I love doing and I'm servicing you. How can I service you? How can I meet your needs? Not just all about me. And it works in a reciprocal way. It helps you, but it's also serving people that they can look on their wall and see when they come home at the end of the day, wow, there's the Henry Hudson Bridge. Wow, there's the 215 subway. Wow, there's, you know, there's the uh, children's playground. And it actually calms them down and it gives them a peace, you know. And I think that is such a great satisfaction for me to know that it affects someone's life outside of myself you know well then i think we've touched all the bases we've talked about your process your inspirations um and the execution of getting your work out there um mm -hmm. as we close our time together len can you share uh, any new series or projects you're working on uh you see right now what i'm working on is it's a series of spiral staircases and just that whole spiral movement in all these different staircases in manhattan uh, in London. So again, it's the geometrical patterns with my background in textile design. Uh, but I also have uh, some pieces in Inwood where I took some sunsets just like a week ago on 207th Street and just the, the architectural of the buildings and the sky with the orange and that blue and just the whole. So I'm going to be working on a series of those sunsets on 207th Street and the spiral staircases. So it's good like to work on a few things because one thing will stimulate the other. I so love it. I agree 100%. Yeah. Well, Len, thank you so much for taking the time to share your talent and oh time my with gosh, us. Thank you, Aaron. And where can we send people to find more about your work? You can see my work on my website, which is www.lchicioartart.com. And you'll see there's landscapes, architectural, geometrical patterns, they're the tote bags, the greeting cards. I'm all there. Go there now, buy his work. It's wonderful. I own a Lens Ciccio piece as well, yes, and I do. gave it to my wife as a gift, I think. Or did we for her? Well, I had to buy yeah, one for, her. for I, her. I gave it, yeah, it was for her. Were your sister was it for? Maybe it was for her sister. For your sister. I think it was my sister. But my yes. wife and I came to buy that's it for right, her sister. That's right, to pick. Yeah, we because did. Because she gave you the, that's, that's right. the final but, but we, Well, you had to have the approval, right? That's right. I mean, you got to bring in... Because she, she's the real eye for talent, not me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Len, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my gosh. Thank uh, you, Aaron. And listeners, you can find um, the link to Len's work on our website in, in the description of this episode. So thanks for Len Chichio for joining me on this Artist Spotlight episode of In What Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment... Please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That really does help. 
Many thanks to 809 Restaurant and Lounge here at 112 Dykeman Street in Inwood for hosting us and to Hidesites.com for Uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media at InwoodArtworks.nyc on our website and at InwoodArtworks on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to keep up with all that we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Alfresco, pop-up galleries, live performances, and so much more. You can support Inwood Artworks by making a tax-free donation on our website, InwoodArtworks.nyc, backslash donate. This program is supported by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with City Council. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.